Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We've been talking about how our God is a God of freedom, that He is the author of all true freedom, that He... The Bible tells us to stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. He talks about how God loves to give us new life, that which is new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away in God's eyes. All things became new. We talked about how God will give us a new season, but in all spiritual season change, there is process involved, and there are three, at least three, please go back to the website and listen to these uh, messages that Pastor Wayne has put on there, and he's told me that over 5,000 downloads of the messages last year in over 50 countries, we praise the Lord, take access of these messages if you can't be in the service. There is a, a, a spiritual season change that God wants to bring, but is preceded by a season of excavation. We've got to, by the, by the anointing and the direction and conviction of the Holy Spirit, we've got to get before God and ask Him to show us those attitudes and actions that are under the surface of our inner man and show us what needs to be addressed. Things like anger, things like uh, Anxiety, things like addiction, things like lust and greed, things like fear. And, and bring those things that are hidden below the surface into the light of the truth of God's Word by His Spirit so they can be exposed. And not only they can be excavated, but then we have to have a season of implantation. There is excavation and there's implantation where we plant the seed of the living and abiding word into that soil where those things that have been excavated and are being excavated uh, are, are, are there. And then we need to enter into a season of expectation. We went into the Romans 4 passage and, and stayed on it at length about the example of how to stay in a spirit of expectation. Hold on to God's Word and give God the glory for His ability to bring to pass what you have no ability to do. And then last week we talked about the, the, the new start. The new start in this January. We saw the Philippians 3 passage where there is the opportunity to forget those things which will lie behind, to forget not only our sin, not, to forget not only the successes, but to put them out of the forefront of our mind and to reach forward to the things that are ahead. We talked about how Caleb at 85 was crying out for new mountains. Listen, church, if the Holy Spirit indwells you, and He does if you're a believer and receive the grace of Christ, there is on the inside of you the reaching of something new. 
There is, don't let the old bog you down. Reach out for a new revelation of the image of Jesus. The reaching forward and the pressing, that is the relentless pressing of those things that will keep us pursuing the only thing that matters. I said to the men this week in our men's Bible study, I guess I better get my Bible. I said to the men this week in our Bible study time, there is only one thing that is absolutely necessary to succeed in your journey, and that is greater intimacy with Jesus. Here's a question for you. If you had greater intimacy with Jesus, what issue of life could that not address? If you had a graver revelation of the glory of God and the revelation of intimacy with Jesus, what could that not affect and address? The problem is that we get so distracted in non-essentials that we fail to really pursue and press in to that which is essential. And so today, I want to remind you that in this freedom pursuit of ours, that every one of us should be pursuing greater freedom in our inner man, freedom from all the brokenness in which we walk by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, Read along with me here. I am in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, so just listen to what the Spirit of the Lord says through His Word. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, that's also interpreted, where the Spirit is Lord. Everybody say this. Is the Spirit Lord in every area of my life? Where the Spirit is Lord there is liberty. So in whatever area that I'm not experiencing personal liberty, whatever's got me bound down, that means there is a place where the Spirit is not Lord. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What does that mean? That means that the glory of the Lord is already on the inside of you as a believer in Jesus by the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are being transformed into the same image from what image? The image of Jesus. You don't believe that? Skip down to chapter 4 and verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellent may be of the, pow the power of God and not of us. Now back up just one verse there in verse 6. For the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You know what's happening? When you cooperate with the Lordship of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is transforming you from the inside out. You see, in all religion, in all Judaism, in all, even, the, even in the, the profession of some uh, who profess to be Christians, they thought that glory came from the outside in. That you could work yourself into a place of obedience and righteousness. No, the, the glory has to come from the inside out. 
You will not earn nor achieve the glory of God by your own efforts. I don't care how they are. They're always going to fall short of the glory of God. But the Lord has placed in you, as a believer in the Lord Jesus, He has placed in you the glory of God in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And what's the Holy Spirit doing in you? He is transforming you into the image and likeness of God. Understand that the word transform in the, in the, in the Greek is metamorphosis. You studied that in eighth grade science. It's metamorphosis. It's where a caterpillar falls into a cocoon, and in that cocoon, a glorious force of nature transform. listen, metamorphosizes that caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. That's the picture the Lord uses in the original language, that the Holy Spirit is transforming you into the, into the image and likeness of Jesus. And what is the manifestation of that? On your, in your inner man, the revealed glory of God is that the longer you walk with Jesus, the more you begin to have in your inner man an image of the face of Jesus. You ever notice that? The longer you know him and walk with him, you can begin to picture his face when you pray. Oh, hallelujah. You say, Pastor, that's wit. No, that's Bible. He manifests his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. From glory to glory. What is glory? It is the revelation, it is the manifestation in the natural of an unseen entity. You can't see electricity, but I promise you there are some here. Now I want you to see something here. As you begin to walk in intimacy with Jesus, there is deposited in you the light of God. But as you begin to cooperate and walk in greater intimacy with Jesus, the glory begins to get stronger. The light begins to get deeper and fuller. And the longer you walk in the intimacy with Jesus, the greater the glory is manifested. Glory is the revelation and manifestation of the unseen person of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. So what the Word is saying here is that the Holy Spirit is the one who is bringing about the freedom on the Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Are you free in your inner man? We are looking when we, listen, what does it mean, Pastor, when it says when you look in the mirror, in the mirror of your inner man, we are being transformed. We're looking as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What does that mean? When we focus on the Holy Spirit and His Lordship, the presence and the face of Jesus becomes more and more revealed in our inner man. And the life of Jesus is revealed more and more as we focus on the Lord in our inner man. Understand this. What you focus on is the image and likeness you're going to bear. Are you focusing on the image and likeness of Jesus? 
So understand that our steps to freedom is we, we first of all have to recognize that we're totally dependent on the Spirit of God doing His work on the inside of us. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. Remember what Jesus said in John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you believe that, Joe? You believe that, Bob? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you believe it? There is nothing. You know what the Bible also says? That in and of ourselves there dwells no good thing apart from the deposit of the righteousness of God. Do you believe that? The world doesn't believe that. The world doesn't believe that. I don't know about you, but the longer I've lived with Jesus, the more I know that I know that I know, pardon my English, that there ain't nothing good in me apart from the righteousness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In fact, in the passage uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you know what Paul says? He, he says there in, in verse 5, we are not sufficient in ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. Our sufficiency is from God. Everybody say it with me. My sufficiency is from God who makes me sufficient. I don't have it in and of myself. You can't transform yourself. It's the Holy Spirit doing His work. Your job is not to fix it. Your job is to cooperate. You can't change anybody or anything you can cooperate with the Spirit of God and watch Him do it and give Him glory for it. Well, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know if I can wait that long. Holy Spirit's got all the patience you need. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? So we have to recognize that there is a full-time agenda that the Holy Spirit has. We can't do it. His full-time agenda is to transform me and you into the image and likeness of Jesus. Why wouldn't we want that? If Jesus is the exact representation of the nature of God, which Hebrews 1 says he is, if Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. If all that can be seen of the Father is personified in Jesus, why wouldn't you want to be transformed into His image and likeness? To know, really know by experience for yourself the love of God, the wisdom of God, the authority of God. We're being transformed. Look, look you heard prayer today that was releasing authority in the name of Jesus in the area of restoration. You think they started praying like that the day after they were saved? Not a chance. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. The longer you walk with the Lord, the more you realize that if Christ is in me, then He ought to be doing through me the things that I see in the Word that He did. Do you know what happened here today earlier? It was just the church being the church. That's the way it was. Y'all can have all the shows that you want. 
and you can go to performances and anything else. For me, at this stage in my life, I just want the church to be the church. Can anybody say amen? And last, in this process of transformation, not only do we have to recognize that we're totally dependent, not only do we have to recognize that the Holy Spirit is working full time to transform us into the image and likeness of Jesus. I don't know about you, but see, that's one reason why I get so much correction. Do you know I got correction this morning for ever walked in here? God told me this week that he is going to do something special in this service today. Well, I got aggravated this morning when I walked in here. Not in here, but in the building. The Holy Spirit said, you better get that. You better take care of that. Y'all didn't see that. I got in a dark room, got down on my knees, and, and the Lord, don't let me stand in your way here. Y'all not following somebody that gets it right all the time, but you are following somebody that will repent real fast when the Spirit convicts them. <laughs> so what's this last part of walking in freedom? Look, there shouldn't be a chapter division there. Man put that in. Uh, many years after the Lord was inspiring this and writing this through the Apostle Paul, look, let's go back. Verse 18, we're being transformed into the image and likeness from glory to glory. Therefore, listen, since, we're be, since the Spirit is where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. Since we're being transformed in the image and likeness of God, verse, chapter 4, verse 1, we, since we have this ministry. Now, wait a minute now. What ministry? Well, to know what he's talking about, go to the context. Go back to verse 8 of chapter 3. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So he's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in you as a believer. Since we have the ministry of the Spirit in us, as we have received mercy. Have you received mercy? No, 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 no. I didn't say, do you have mercy? I said, have you received mercy? The New Testament word for receive means not just have it in your account. Are you writing checks on it? Do you all understand that language? Mercy. Are you giving God thanks and praise for his mercy towards you day after day? tangible expression of his love and his grace, his forgiveness of he, he feels with you and for you. Since we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Why, after all this journey and hearing news after news after news, and Dean and I hear this news day after day after day after day after day, why do we not lose heart? Mercy. And guess what? It is an inexhaustible supply of mercy. It never runs out. I can get up every morning and it doesn't matter what I've heard. The, the next day I get up every morning knowing that there is an unlimited supply of the energy of God and the mercy of God that's just bubbling up on the inside of me. 
Don't you? It's a mercy by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I'm telling you this, if you've got a prayer burden and you don't tell your pastor because you think he's hearing too much, I'm telling you right now that is wrong. You better get it right now because God has called Dean and I out to be those who will join you in prayer for those things that are really, really got you stifled. So if you do that because you think I'm too busy, stop it right now. Did you hear me? I said, did you hear me? Good. Therefore, since we have received this ministry, we have received mercy and do not lose heart. But, watch this. We have renounced the hidden things of shame. Not walking in craftiness, not trying to cover it up by some outward veneer of self-righteousness, not walking, not handling the Word of God deceitfully, not trying to use the Word of God to say my own agenda is right, not commending ourselves. We are, we are commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Can I tell you something? The best way to walk in power is to walk in humility. The best way to walk in the mutual respect of others, especially believers, is to be transparent, open and honest and vulnerable to the truth, not hiding like you're some self-righteous magnate that's got everything together. We have renounced the hidden things. What does it mean? Okay, we have got to recognize that it is that we're insufficient, that He's sufficient. We've got to recognize the, 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 that the Holy Spirit is working full time, transforming us right now into the image and likeness of Jesus. And the last thing we've got to do is we've got to renounce those things that are hidden beneath the surface of our inner man, those things that cause us shame those regrets, those inner images of sins that we've committed, those things that we really don't want anybody to know about, we have got to renounce those. Now, what is a renouncement? You don't hear this much in religious circles. A renouncement in the Greek, I love this word, it is A-R-E-I-R-O-N. Dina typed it out for me. Ariron, it means to speak off or to speak away. It is a legal term. It means a formal declaration of disowning something. You know, maybe you need to disown some things in the name of Jesus. Maybe you need to disown some generational curses. Maybe you need to say the buck stops here. I will not walk in the brokenness of my parents. Maybe you need to say that that which was passed down to me from my forefathers and those who have gone on before me will not have spiritual influence in me nor my family. It stops right now. Maybe you need, and this says, this is a verbal, formal 
disowning of something. Maybe it's time for you to verbally, formally decree and declare that you will absolutely not continue to walk in shame. Maybe you need to say to the devil, you get out of my face, my sin has been forgiven and forgotten. You can just quit bringing that up to me. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me from that sin. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? I know that such and such in my family had this and so and so had that, but I'm saying right now, in the name of Jesus and the authority of his blood, I refuse to accept that. That's an arirron. That is a disowning of something that is in darkness. How many times have you ever heard this? You're just like your daddy. You're just like your mama. Well, I mean, you know, that can be a compliment. But maybe you've heard sometimes that you're just like your daddy in a way that's not very flattering. That comes out too sometimes, doesn't it? A disowning of things that are hidden under the darkness and in shame. I will tell you this, that if you don't get serious and learn to speak out when the enemy is telling you that you have always been this way and you're always going to be that way and talking about your brokenness, if you don't learn how to receive the grace of God and to speak out, you are going to continue to be a victim to his lies. Because the devil doesn't know what you're thinking unless you say something. He is not Almighty God. Now I got Daniel to put these out on the, on the, for me, and I want you to stand with me. It's called a powerful declaration. Uh, anybody that doesn't have one back there, Deacon, uh, give them out. If you don't have one, I want you to stand with me. Uh, we don't need 25 people getting them. We, 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 we'll get them to you. I want you to do an arirron. I want you to do a renouncement along with a declaration that is powerful. Then I want you to just remain standing because we're going to sing a declaration, powerful declaration before we go. You ready? Say it after me. Loving Father, mighty God, I hereby declare before you and before heaven and earth, I am yours. You are mine. You have never and never will forsake me. You chose me, delivered me, and deposited your life in me, in Christ. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, flowing from your love for me. Thank you for giving me your name, your authority. Therefore, in Jesus' name, I ask 
for your cleansing of all my sin. I ask you to fill me and be Lord over every area of my life, my thoughts, my words, my emotions, my motives, my choices, my body, my relationships, my finances. In Jesus' name, I demand every demonic assignment against me to cease and desist. I surrender all unforgiveness, anger, bitterness, judgment, lust, greed, addiction, all my sin to your grace and your mercy. I renounce every generational curse, every demonic stronghold, every genetic disorder, and perpetual brokenness in Jesus' mighty name. I renounce every secret sin, every dark room of my soul that is used by the enemy against me. In Jesus' name, I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over every area of my life and that I am free in Jesus' name. We'll just give the Lord glory and honor and praise here today. Give Him thanks in honor and glory for who He is, where He is. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We love you. We pray for you daily. We pray the scriptures over you. I've been asking the Lord to give us all a greater measure of His freedom in our inner man. Father, we just pray the blessing of your presence, your power, your name, your grace. These your people. And we say the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Go with God. He's going with you. See you in two weeks. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com. Dot com.